off the leash Making sure the people comprehend like a peach Young Georgia boy coming straight up out the east Grinding cause my family got a feast Hamilton, they can't take me Hamilton Hamilton, they can't take me Hamilton Bedtime, I ain't never had a bedtime Headline, boy you looking at a headline Hamilton, they can't take me Hamilton Hamilton, they can't take me Hamilton So I am in awe because there are a lot of really good movies uh, that have just come out that aren't Marvel or Disney, although Marvel is Disney or Disney owns Marvel, however you want to see that. But they're just really great quality. I mean, these aren't, I'm not referencing the Marvel movies or I'm not referencing the Star Wars movies, just really good movies that are coming out. Well, one of them is Disney, but it's not that great, so that doesn't count. But let's talk about the ones that are. Uh, we're going to have to bring down the hammer, though, on the one that isn't, and that's A Wrinkle in Time. Up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. So before we get to A Wrinkle in Time, which was horrible, well, not horrible, but it definitely wasn't good. Um, and, and this is not a review. It is a review, but we waited a little bit so we didn't have to do the whole spoiler thing. Uh, because this is not just talking about A Wrinkle in Time, which was not great. We'll get to that in a minute. We're also talking about the really cool things that are going on movie-wise. But first on TV, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Siren looks pretty good so far. I thought it was an Aquaman prequel. I thought that's where they would be going, and I was like, yay, DC. But no, it's not where they're going, at least not yet. Who knows? Uh, but looking at the creatures that are in there, I hope that's not where they're going. But you never know. Um, and it's a lot darker than I thought, but it still has a great storyline. Krypton is also better than I thought, but it could be better still, because at this point, it's really just a sci-fi show. Even though they talk about Superman, there's really nothing super about it. It has references to Superman, and you know it's Superman's family, but other than that, um, but still, it's a good show, and people have compared it to Gotham, and they like Gotham better, which Gotham just isn't doing it for me. I abandoned it like at least two seasons ago. Uh, but some people still love it. That's great. So if you love it, I say check out Krypton and give it a chance. Um, and in the movies, with respect to movies, uh, before we talk about the ones that are doing good, we got to talk about one that is doing just freaking phenomenal, and that's Black Panther, which in two months has become the third highest grossing movie of all time. Um, and I forget the two it's behind. One is Titanic, and I think the other one is a Star Wars movie, of course. Uh, but a third highest grossing movie of all time phenomenal way to represent uh black panther and marvel and looking forward to um please tell me you have gotten your infinity war tickets by now if not shame on you but uh yeah black panther's doing great and ready player one i don't know if you've seen it or not some people are upset because it's not just like the book i don't care it was a great movie it was amazing it was a fun ride. It's fun for gamers. It's fun for pop culture. It's fun for movie lovers. It's fun for 
everyone. I mean, it's got something for everyone in it. It was just a fun movie, a great movie. I enjoyed it. I laughed way too loud and way too much. Uh, talked way too much because there are so many different things gaming-wise, pop culture-wise that you'll see in it, and I'm not going to do a review on it because there's just it, I don't think a solid review could do it justice because there's just so much to see and so much to talk about and so many references. Uh, there's gaming references to the history of gaming, gaming references to all these different games, you know, throughout time. There's also references to movies that you'll see. That are just phenomenal. I, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna share that Mecha Godzilla, one of my favorite parts. Awesome, one of my favorite parts, hands down. Uh, but the whole movie is just a fun ride. Um, and another movie, not a fun ride, but a freaking phenomenal movie, uh, just came out is A Quiet Place, which is just amazing. It has a great story, and because of the story. Uh, the acting of the characters comes out. Now, there's really only one family that the whole movie focuses on. Uh, and it stars John, I hope I'm getting his name right, Krasinski, uh, who, who, you know, who was uh, Jim from The Office. Or maybe his name is Jim Krasinski, I forget. But uh, he and his wife, Emily Blunt, uh, his real life wife, Emily Blunt, they star in it. And I don't want to spoil it, but because of the storyline... They have to act more with their facial features and things they do than expressing themselves through words. So when you see fear and worry and anticipation and love for, you know, the family or children, you see it. They act it out. You feel it without them saying, oh, uh, this catchy phrase or a line that makes you think, oh, that's cute. You just feel it emanating from them in the way they act. So uh, to me, that was just a great, great movie. Uh, definitely recommend you go see it. And uh, I looked it up on uh, whatever the website is, and it, I think their production budget was $17 million and it opened to $50 million. That's the first weekend. I hope it makes two, three, four, or five times that because it's really a good movie, and I want to see what else he can do because uh, that was phenomenal. But also, and not a shout-out, but a welcome back to Timeless. I don't know if you guys saw this, but 2000, uh, I think it was 16 and the 17 it came out. It was canceled, but it's back. And it's still a good time uh, as far as watching a show about time. Now, it's nothing brand new that's been done. The storyline is a little different because they're competing, uh, not competing, but really racing to stop other people who are trying to fracture time and take over the world. You know, it's cool to see. It's fun. But another good one is Travelers. It's a great time show uh, because it has a, a different aspect on time. And as far as I can remember, season two just came out and I finished one and two. Uh, but you don't actually see them time travel at all. But you feel like they do and they can and they have. And it's an awesome storyline. A, a totally different, uh, maybe not new, but different perspective on time travel and trying to preserve the timeline, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's a really good show about time travel and time, which brings us to a wrinkle in time. Uh, and I'm not going to rave or rant on it, but we did do a review on it. Uh, I just held it for a couple of weeks because I didn't want to have to do the whole review thing. Uh, but we did do a review on it, and uh, I'm going to share that. Um, and let me just say this. Even though this is from a few weeks back, uh, 
back then and even now, we were just not impressed with A Wrinkle in Time. So, A Wrinkle in Time, and in, in being fully transparent, um, somewhere in there, I fell asleep for like five minutes. Me too. <laughs> did you too? It was boring. <laughs> okay, so what did you think of it? I thought it was boring and, and long and drawn out, and... I didn't feel like they did a good job of telling the story. I was confused. There was too much theatrics and not enough storyline. Well, should we preface this by saying I've read the book when I was little. And I have not ever read the book. Fallon has never read the book, neither has Floyd. So. I, I was the only one of the three of us who went in armed with any knowledge about the story, which, granted, for a kid's movie is very complex because it's like, at the same time, sci-fi, fantasy, philosophical, and theological. Yeah, and mythical and all this stuff. So, now, that being said, I enjoyed the movie, but I knew, like, what was going to happen. So it was just, for me, it was fun to see, like, how they framed everything that when you're reading the book, you can only imagine because there's a lot of like very strange imagery and like sort of, I don't know, the story takes place like between the characters more so than like a big epic struggle like a lot of movies have with armies clashing and that kind of stuff. But we'll get Floyd's opinion. All right, so I did not read the book ever. I've heard of it. <clears throat> was excited for it when I saw the promos for it months ago. Especially they had some big name characters in it, so I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. To be honest, I thought it was about time travel rather than, you know, folding time, transversing across the universe type deal. But I was excited. And uh, this really should have been titled A Wrinkle in Space because they don't really yeah. have the time to travel. Yeah, I, I, so I felt a little bit misled by that, because I was expecting time travel, like, I don't know. Uh, the trailers looked really good, and they looked, they were visually, like, engaging. It was intriguing, because that whole basketball bouncing part was in the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this has got, like, a children of the corn aspect to it. I don't know what to expect. 10 to 12. So I was, uh... Like, yes, this is gonna be good. And I was a little concerned because before going to see it, all the reviews said either, you know, there are people who complained because it was supposed to be, the book was, had a overarching Christian, um, Christian aspect to it that they said was missing or people just said, I didn't understand it because I never read the book and they weren't missing the Christian aspect. They were just like, this is hard to follow. So I was a little concerned going in, but then I fell asleep. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, wait, did I just fall asleep? And I didn't know how much I missed until Ben just told me, oh, you missed about five, ten minutes. But I'd say about five, ten, basically. What? Yeah, I could definitely see how the movie didn't have really good pacing, like, it was pretty slow. But then again, 
I can't really fault it for that because that it did really follow the pacing that was set out by the book. It cut out like I think one world that they visited, but it would have been like a three-hour movie if they had added that in. But I thought all of the, especially all the child actors, I thought were really well cast. I mean, yeah, like the because the whoever they got to play Charles Wallace, the little brother. Because in the book, they tell you he's basically like like the witch ladies. He's like one of those type of creatures that is like he is? infinitely wise and powerful. Yeah. Well, that didn't come across in the movie. Right. He's just a smart little kid in the movie. Well, something but... came across the movie because I was wondering, I was wondering why do they want him? Because the one guy was like, you led him right to us. And then they took Charles Wallace. Well, because they went to that planet on accident. They were going to go make a better plan. Yeah, but I mean, why Why were they looking for him? Why? taken by the dark. Well, that's what I mean. So something made me think there was something special about it. Plus, well, they, what, what six-year-old goes by Charles Wallace? Why not Charles or Chuck? beginning because he's a child genius and he's got, like, this brilliant mind. They say that. But I didn't get the part. Maybe I was asleep like, during that Ms. part. Miss it, Miss what's it, and Miss wins it, and wears it, and whys it, and whatever. I so Wait, he was one of the misses? He's in that the book. type of creature. In he's the saying in the book. Like, oh. They stated more explicitly that he's like that type of creature. Oh. He possesses sort of like an otherworldly infinite wisdom like they do. But he's still a six-year-old kid, so he's just sort of learning how to. But anyway. In the movie, it comes across that he's a He's just a kid, smart kid, yeah. But he believes in them, and that's why yeah. they're more well, yeah. haunted. He has like a profound spiritual connection with the, the witch ladies. But it doesn't come across that he's yeah. But I thought the main character did like a phenomenal job. I really enjoyed her performance. I don't know what her name is. Meg, yeah, the main girl. And Calvin was, well, he's very like aloof and kind of weird, but that's exactly how he is in the book. So they, I thought. Mindy Kaling? Or, yeah. yeah. I did not enjoy that at all. <laughs> I didn't get that. Alright, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's look at the storyline. Definitely helps to have read the book because yeah. there are a lot fewer questions about what the heck's going on if you have read the book already. I, mean, I got it. Dad disappeared. Then Miss Pusit shows up. And not Charles Mason. What's his name? Charles, Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace is like, oh, she's my friend. I've been talking to her. So I'm, I'm interested about that. She shows up in a sheet. So I'm kind of like, is she a creature or is she like a, a crazy, you know, down the street lady? Well, that's like in the beginning of the book. You're, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Which is fine so far. <laughs> but then you obviously know something's going on because the other guy shows up to talk to the girl. Charles Wallace is like, are you going to come with us on this adventure? And then... I can't remember what happened next because that might have been when I fell asleep. <laughs> Why? Because it was so long and dark. They basically explained that tessering is yeah. real and they can do it. And then oh, yeah, they went to see Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tessered to find her father. And she's the only one that can't. Spoiler. Well, well yeah, this is going to be, this whole, whole thing will be spoilers, but. Well, yeah, that's just like the book. Like, I didn't understand why they were so 
why everybody else could and why she couldn't? Why she's the only one that woke up in pain and sleeping and everybody else like ready to go. I think because she's the perspective character, but also, and they portrayed it really well, I thought. She's pretty, pretty broken and jaded in the book. You know, she is too. Yeah. So I thought they portrayed that. And if you if you strip everything away, the story between her and her father is still really beautiful. Like even well, yeah, that I got that she's searching the universe for her dad. Yeah. I'm glad they showed what happened. To her. It made a lot more sense. So yeah, it's um. Uh, what was I gonna say? I forget what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, how you were saying you didn't know why she couldn't test her. But it's basically that. She's the main character. She has too much going on internally to, like, cope with everything that's happening externally. And she's also the perspective character. So you're lost and have no idea what's going on while you're reading the book. And she's the same way. When it feels like everybody else knows what's going on and you don't. Because how many times do we feel like that in our day-to-day -day life, too? So All the time. <laughs> Well, I just <clears throat> I was able to follow the story and I get that they were in somewhere else that wasn't on our earth looking for their dad. They went somewhere else in the universe. But then all of a sudden it's like here's this ink spot that's moving and that's called the it. The it yeah. And I was like is a clown going to pop out of that? Like I don't know, was that what it was called in the book? Yeah, the to be honest, like, it did not veer very far from the book at all. With her okay. I think I, the only difference is that when you're reading it, you have more time to, like, go back and reread and, process. and like, process what you're reading and figure out what they're actually saying. Is it how you imagined when you were reading the book, the way that they portrayed it? Did it align with how you thought the worlds would be like and the tessering the, when they did the movie? A lot of scenes were like basically right out of my imagination, like the where the where she turns into like the dragon creature. I think in the book she's portrayed more like a winged centaur type thing, but whatever. It's just described her as a winged that was mythical. A dragon. I thought she was a really big leaf. She was like a leaf dragon, a leaf creature. I don't know. Which was cool. I mean that. But that planet was pretty much exactly how she described it. And also, when they finally get to Kamazots and the kids are all bouncing the ball, that was like straight out of the book. Now that... Why? Why was that there? What was the purpose of the kids bouncing the ball? They didn't explain that planet like they do in the book. Is that where you fell asleep? I don't know. All the kids were bouncing the balls in front of the houses. Oh, yeah. And what was that? The... the, the, the Kamazots is the No, it seemed like a scene from... Uh, Children of the Corn. Stepford Wives. Yeah. Yes. First it was Children of the Corn. They were bouncing and the kid was like, I don't like the sound. Then it went all Stepford Wives when the wives came out. They changed a lot of that planet. It was not like shifting all the time. They took a lot of liberties with that. It was basically... Well, to give you some... Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? What's the word that, like... Perspective? Not perspective. <laughs> Why can't I not think of this word? An idea of what it looked like? Well, or? just like an idea of more information, like background information, to put it in context. There. Context. I could not think of the word context for whatever reason. To give you context about the book, it was basically written as a... It was sort of cautioning against communism, actually. It was one of the big, 
like themes. It was saying it was well, it was written in the '60s when or, you know, like when the Cold War was sort of getting getting off to. But yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> Kamazats was basically um, the Kamazats. Party? Kind of, because as the same way the children were all bouncing the ball in time, like everything you did, every aspect of your life was prescribed for you. It was all structured, planned by the central. So was this office. a kids? If your dads go off the rails, they're in communist Russia. Well, no, he ended up there by accident, and that's they accidentally discovered like this great evil that, like in a movie, takes takes the space of what should be goodness and friendship and joy and everything inside you and replaces it with feelings of like jealousy and fear and anger and fear and all no this. no no disrespect to any communists that are listening right now i guess well, but it was very much an anti-communist yeah. that was one of the themes and it was basically saying that you know you could live in this perfect world which every 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 need of theirs was met like everything was perfect but nobody had any Will did they spend more time on that? Yes, they made. A, they spent a lot more time. I did not get that the from the. The world was basically the, just like Earth. It was like okay. Like, the, imagine that neighborhood, except the whole world was basically like that. It was populated. When they go to like the central planning office, it's like a big downtown building that they walk to. There's no beach thing or anything. But, but the yeah, the beach that the guy thing. gives about how everything is like all your decisions are already made for you so you're perfectly free of worry and fear and all this stuff and you know they were the book was showing that that can be alluring but it's also kind of evil in and of itself because, okay yeah I, I did not put a communist neither well, <laughs> on any of that I read at any way shape or some form exploratory writings on the book and found out that, that was one of her targets for you know that she thought that the the hopelessness that sets in for people when they're under that kind of oppression was something to be striving against. Which makes sense, because it's like the hive mind, making all your decisions, all this kind of stuff. And what they didn't show was that there's one kid who bounces his ball out of time, and he basically gets taken away to be like reprogrammed or executed or something they don't really say but they make it sound really bad <laughs> yeah I did not get that at all and but. the whole thing with like where the guy with the red eyes sort of hypnotizes Charles Wallace yeah. it's because he's such a powerful being but he's also so young that his mind is very susceptible to the power of the, the it consciousness yeah, I did not get why he was suddenly went from yeah. Like instantly, there wasn't like this transitioning period. Well, it went from I love you and I'm with you to I ate a sand sandwich and now I'm walking. Yeah. The next time you see me. Explanation. You should just read the book. It's not like it's that long of a read. Well, I mean, I yeah, because I. You could read it in like a day, probably. If you spell like a whole day, yeah. I'll probably read it over the course of a week. I just didn't get how that sand sandwich made him all of a sudden be like, I'm done with you guys, I'm going with Red Eye. It just, it didn't click. It didn't click. That scene, I don't know, it just didn't flow. There was no explanation. It just, things kind of happen and you don't know why. Yeah. So I, I do get all the people that said, I have nothing going in, and I sat down, and I just, I didn't know what was going on. So, 
that makes a little bit more sense to me. I don't necessarily see, because I didn't read the book, the, or get the people that said, hey, it was supposed to be this large Christian influence and that was taken away. Because I did get the evil versus good, light versus dark, and they made it really clear what that was because they were showing people who were being mean and you know in their lives and all that. So I got that. Granted, they didn't mention God or whatever, but I did see the good versus evil context. I thought it was cool. I thought the imagery was really nice, but it's one that I would wait to watch on Netflix. And I'm glad someone else bought my ticket. <laughs> well. I movie passed it, so I'm, I'm didn't cost me anything. So, but uh, yeah, I am. I w I wouldn't recommend this to someone if they said, "How was it? Should I go see it?" I I would honestly say not unless you read the book. Yeah. And there are lots. Yeah, there were a lot a lot of other movies that are based on books where if you hadn't read the book, I'd like, yeah, go see it. It's a great movie. This just, it was a little confusing and hard to follow unless you read the book. Let me go wipe that down. Okay. Any final thoughts, Fallon? Um, I think I made myself pretty clear. <laughs> okay. I guess Floyd left me with the phone, so I will do the sign-off. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day.